It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Fashion businesses are often entrenched in a balancing act where they have to weigh various factors into their costing and sourcing decisions, whether it be consumer-driven demands such as transparency, traceability, sustainability, and labor conditions, or more universal concerns, including costs. I'm Glenn Taylor, Logistics Editor at Sourcing Journal, and I'm here with Stuart McCready Stocks, Brand Director at Fashion Technology Leader, Coates Digital, to dive into how costing and sourcing executives can improve their decision-making and optimize the buying process. Stuart, thank you for taking the time today. Thanks for having me, Glenn. Much appreciated. Well, let's kick things off. How would you assess the overall situation in relation to end-to-end transparency in the supply chain today, and how does this impact key costing and sourcing decision-making? Okay, so interesting question, and I think the reality is um, there's still lots of work to do. Um, you know, things aren't the way that we need them to be. Um, and so there's still there's still lots to lots to do. I think also it's fair to pos- you know, it's fair to say that I think post-COVID, um, both brands and vendors are still in what I call survival mode. So they're protecting mm-hmm. themselves. When they're in that kind of self-protect mode, they're also quite reluctant to share data. The reality is that we can't continue to make these costing and sourcing decisions based on the typical three pillars that we see brands and uh, brands making these decisions on, which is very much around cost, quality and lead time. Um, and when we then try to look at how to support brands in um, contextualizing those costs and sourcing decisions, we want to give them the sustainability data that they need and the insights that they need to do that, right? So um, I break this down into kind of three key pillars. Lots of people will be aware of the triple three, uh, triple P methodology, um, but I break it down into people, planet and performance. Um, so we need to contextualize that traditional data with things like fair fair wage. So, you know, people um, need to be paid fair wage and we need to get the right level of transparency to be able to see that to make those right decisions. We also need to make sure that we're contextualizing those costing and sourcing decisions with the fact that we are understanding that sourcing route and the negative impact that it has on the environment. And again, we need to have that level of visibility to help us understand that both the brand and the vendor elements of the supply chain are also being profitable, right? Because it's that profitability that secures their future um, position in the industry, but also their that the ability to reinvest into to more sustainable practices. And it's interesting you bring that up. I mean, with sustainability being such a key driving force in the fashion industry today, how is your team enabling partners to get a better read on sustainable sourcing? And how do you help partners balance the sustainability with the higher costs? So I think I think the perspective uh, the perception is. Um, that more sustainability garments cost more. And if you break it down into what I kind of see as the raw components, components, you're right. So, you know, if we look at sourcing more sustainable fabrics, they are more expensive than the non-sustainable uh, fabrics. If we look at paying people more money so that we fall in line with delivering against uh, fair wage living benchmarks rather than minimum wages, 
it costs more. What we're trying to do as tech providers and tech partners to brands and retailers is to ensure that we're offering the right level of tech. So if you look at our kind of portfolio of technologies, we offer technologies that do exactly that. So how to optimize the most um, uh, the methodologies used to produce a garment, how to make sure that you're reducing the waste, how to make sure that you're planning effectively. We have lots of pieces of technology within our portfolio that are trying to support brands and retailers get to that cost neutral position, but produce a, a more sustainable garment. And as a tech company, like you brought up, what advice do you have for apparel brands in terms of improving collaboration with manufacturing partners particularly around this digital connect? When I work with brands and retailers, I think one of the important things to think about is how they collaborate and connect on different different things before we even consider technology. Where we start to see these kind of collaboration doors open, which lead to better tech connect, is things like ensuring that brands are educated enough to be able to understand actually the reality of producing a garment in the real world, in a production environment on the shop floor. Um, you know, that really starts. So, so they're coming from a point of understanding and empathy rather than not understanding their expectations or their asks. The other thing is as well that I think that we need to consider how we validate our expectations. So when brands um, go to vendors, they're not point, you know, pointing at the vendor saying, this is what I need from you. And the reason is because you did this last year or because somebody else can do it that way. Actually, the way we should be positioning our expectations is with evidence and validations that what we're asking for is sustainable, it's realistic and it's achievable. And all of those kind of um, validations come from using technologies that can help vendors understand what we're asking for is, is you know, is sensible. And then I think the, the third thing for me is that um, we need to focus on sharing kind of improvements and performance um, goals. So where we are able to make improvements which deliver on maybe more profit or more effective uh, delivery, you know, or shorter lead times, um, those are the things we then share between us. I think having a mindset of if we deliver or able to achieve more through utilizing a certain route, um, then it is either goes, you know, goes directly to the brand, which is a lot of the expectations that the vendors are expecting the the kind of brand to, to, to ask for. So I think uh, approaching it with a mindset of whatever benefits we get here, guys, it's something we're willing to, to share bet- between us and our supply chain partners that also opens up that piece to, con- to, to connectivity. There are, there are actually areas that we can work on, on really supporting brands deliver the connectivity piece and the collaboration collaboration piece outside of tech that leads to then opening those tech collaboration pieces um, in a much easier, much friendlier way. And Coach Digital has been working on some other technologies as well designed to manage target cost creation and validation for sourcing options, including environmental impact measurements, for example. Can you take us through the process of developing the solution and your inspiration behind the tech? Sure. So I think both professionally and personally, um, sustainability is at the core of everything that, that, that we do and that I, I, try to, I try to do. So the inspiration really came from how do we as great tech partners make sure we're supporting brands in delivering against consumer expectations? We as a tech provider um, have a number of technologies already in our portfolio. And I think one of the things that we wanted to do was really kind of take those independent pieces of technology and put them together. So consolidate what we already have to make it much more powerful to support the brand Mm -hmm. and retailer. Um, 
And then what we, we you know, we, we understand is that there is no single tech provider that has all of the answers. So um, what we wanted to do was build great relationships. We wanted to start collaborating with people outside of what we have to deliver to add more value to that, again, to support the brand and retail uh, retailers in delivering against the expectations of the consumers. So we have made great partnerships to help us um, validate the impact measurements against a particular sourcing route for a particular garment. So, um, you know, we, we want to avoid this whole greenwashing um, thing that's that's really, really uh, got a real focus at the moment. So trying to make sure that um, we can deliver validations around impact measurement is key. The other thing for us was, um, which I think is typically the missing piece when we look at costing and sourcing is the people bit, the wage bit, you know, the cost of the labor. So we have partnered with a company called the Fair Wage Network. They provide us independent quality data around fair wage living benchmarks that we can also pull into this target cost creation piece. I think, to be fair, I think that's what we've tried to do for, for some time now. But we are um, working with a lot of good quality brands who are supporting us in this direction, which is great. And key stakeholders across the supply chain, whether it be the brands you were speaking about, whether it be the manufacturers, all of them are trying to manage all these complexities introduced by the sustainability agenda. And sometimes they struggle to understand either where to start or how to make the biggest impact. What would your advice be to these companies? From our perspective and, and the experience that we have, you know, there are kind of key foundational blocks that we need to put in place. The first one is we start small. You know, don't try and take take on too much change. Too much change in one particular time can be disruptive, um, and that can that, that disruption can lead to destruction. So we try to make sure that what we look at is how to do this, but in a manageable way. So start small. Um, the, the next thing for us is thinking about the partners that we want to involve in this. So brands and vendors don't generally tend to do this on their own. They try to bring in experts from with uh, from within the industry that can help them kind of um, understand how other people do this. Um, so having that experience with uh, brands and retailers that have done this previously, but also where they understand not just the front end of the uh, of of the life cycle. So not just the kind of brand retail side, but also the vendor space so that they can really sit back and ha have a holistic view over this is really key. So look for the right partners um, outside of your you know area of understanding is the second thing that I would say. The third thing is don't do this on your own. So for any brand or, or, or retailer that wants to do this, do it in collaboration with some of those key stakeholders in your supply chain. So look for partners in your supply chain that are more strategic or, uh, you know, maybe they have the same mindset as you have. Maybe they have the same goals or performances that they want to improve on. Excellent. Well, Stuart, that certainly uh, feels like great advice for anybody that's in the supply chain realm, whether it's brands, manufacturers, suppliers. Anybody needs this kind of advice that you're saying is very relevant to the audience out there that watches us every day and listens to us. So uh, on behalf of Sourcing Journal, uh, thank you, Stuart, just for being able to take the time here today. It's been a great chat. Thank you for having me. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.